Welcome to Lang Time Chat, episode 33. I am David Peterson, the master of this episode, and I am here with uh, a very special guest. Uh, she is a longtime conlanger. Um, she has her PhD in linguistics from the University of Colorado Boulder. Um, she is a fantastic uh, professor, really snappy dresser. Am I allowed to say that? You are, but like I'm not a professor anymore, so I don't think you can say she is a professor. Uh, well, was a professor. Was. Yeah. But am I still a snappy dresser, or was that only in my professing days? You know, actually, I meant to say you were a really snappy professor, and a really, um, yeah, yeah, and a really... Um, you know, I bet you got people's hopes up, though. They were like, special guest. That's and, right. And it's me. Yep. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Our guest is Jesse Sams. And today we're doing Create That Word, but we did Create That Word last time. What this is, is Create That Word 2. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> you put a lot of effort into this. All right. I, I see. I spent about 15 minutes getting that just right. Nice. We are recording, right? Yep. Okay. I just wanted to double check. I was a little bit paranoid that... All of my creativity that I'm about to spew out is not not being noted for all of future time. That happened to us once. It won't happen to it again. To us again. <laughs> Did it? Oh, but the motherland thing. Not yeah. the playing time. Okay. Yeah, that was that was unfortunate. But it was work we needed to do anyway. This would be even more unfortunate because it's a special thing that we are only talking about for the episode. Yeah. And so it's not like we're we're doing the work we would need to do on a project anyway. That's so this true. would be doubly disastrous if we lost it all because it would be like, oh no. Yeah, and we're on vacation in beautiful Seattle. Um, uh, Bainbridge Island actually right now. Yeah, gorgeous location. Um, we could be out enjoying the foliage. And you are a nature person. That is, I, that is the only thing I am. Indeed. Now, the, a lot of the slides here are the same, but we're gonna go through them again for you. So, uh, first thing that we are going to do is basically we're going to be making, we're not really making a language. What we're gonna be doing is working with uh, meanings. We have kind of like an expanded Leipzig Jakarta list of basic meanings that we're not gonna come up with phonological forms for. Instead, we're going to figure out how are we gonna use these meanings to create some new words. And these are going to be, you know, lexical items, but also grammatical items. This is what we did last time with Jesse prompting me, and now I am prompting Jesse with different concepts. So, the first thing that we have to do is for this potential language, because, you know, it's important for headedness, we are going to decide on a basic word order. I feel like you did head final last time. <clears throat> nope. You did head initial? Yep. I'm doing head final. You sure? I want it to be opposite of Is me. that your final answer? I want it to be, it's my head final answer. Woo! Snap, all right. That's right, I bring the snaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, if I ever have a choice, I'm always doing head initial. Okay. I love it, it's my favorite. Head final, baby. All right, good luck. 
So we have this list of basic roots. Again, it's the same list of basic roots uh, that was up last time. So you can find the PDF in the same place, I'm sure. You'll link I'll, it again. Oh, yeah, re-upload it to <clears throat> this um, episode's resources yep. whenever I do this. Or wait, are you doing this since you are the mastermind? <laughs> oh my God, the look he just gave me. No, I will, I will, I will uh, take care of that part. <laughs> I would like to say, though, that like the least you could have done is drawn your own bullet points. The, the least. Oh. <laughs> but that's okay. The foxes are cute. Oh man, now I'm thinking about it. And now, and of course, this fox is the fox that we have in our living room, except without the hat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, what we have on the list, the PDF, it's a list of basic roots. These are the ones that Jesse came up with. They're divided into semantic categories. Those semantic categories are body parts, relationships, society, animals, insects, tools, instruments, environment, verbs, description, numbers, and grammatical. Yes. Which category and dollar amount do you choose? <laughs> Say, <clears throat> no, you didn't for <laughs> 200. Oh, I, I, but I really like this second bullet point. It's alphabetized. So the list is alphabetized. Um, it's also numbered, but that didn't get a mention. No, okay. So two things. One, I specifically wanted to say it's alpha, alphabetized because I don't want anyone looking at the list and thinking it's an order of basicness. Oh, good idea. It's just like easy to find. So when you're looking for like, is this word on there? You can more easily kind of group things. Um, that's, that was the reason I mentioned that. The numbering, I think, is helpful to be able to, like, last time you were, like, number 33 followed by 78 because if there's some sort of mishearing or something, yeah. like, you can still look at the list and know um, what was being said. As a really random side note, like, we had a discussion last time about some of these, what I just put in here to try to to help, you know, foster discussion wouldn't necessarily be basic roots. Yeah. Um, especially not in all languages. So I think you had specifically pointed out like knife or things like that. Um, but like I just happened to see under environment, the very first word is acorn. Mm -hmm. And in Jwadi, I have a word for acorn and it is not basic. Mm. And so it's well, actually... We won't fault you for that. It's actually a... Because it's there's noun classes and it's mm -hmm. actually a rock noun of the, the basic root meaning to fall or drop. That's because it, it, that's what acorns do. They fall and they can hit you on the head and it kind of hurts when that happens. That is really, really cool. And I love it. It's not very realistic according to the list, but it's very cool. <laughs> but I just wanted to give a concrete example of how mm -hmm. like, yeah, it could be basic in another language, but like it doesn't have to be basic. And oh, yeah. it's really, again, like, like my keynote presentation says here, mm -hmm. um, it was just a starting point to, to jumpstart discussion on, on how you can use roots to do other things. Yeah, that was, that was bullet three, that this was based on the Leipzig Jakarta list. But yeah, bullet two is really missing the fact that this list is alphabetized and numbered. It's, um, but you know, I, I, I wanted to work with the same material. It's so unfortunate. I could have improved it. Do you know, it, a mm -hmm. really random struggle I had yeah. was I had to insert a page break after, um, you know, the environment where it was 87 and I wanted all the verbs 
to start on the next page. Mm -hmm. um, and the page break stopped the numbering continuing. Yeah. And so I had to keep undoing it and redoing it. And it was really frustrating because column breaks didn't do the same thing when I would insert a column break. But the page break did it. You know, then you just start any list and say start at this number. Yes, but if this is changing up here, then it doesn't help that the other list is starting at 87 when you then add something to the top list and now you need it to start at 88. Just change. I know, but <laughs> changing it means doing one extra thing. And I did keep changing it, but it was frustrating because I was like, why? Why? Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. Yep. We are so off topic, and this time it's my fault because I am not the one who organized all of this, and I am now the tangential speaker. Ooh. Being snappy. <laughs> oh, that's right. Throwing shade and being snappy. Well done. All right, well, let's see what we that's got next. they call me sassafras. Okay, all right, sassafras. Now, we have some new words and concepts to create. We're going to do compound strategies. Ooh. Derivation strategies and grammaticalization oh strategies. My. <laughs> I know. Please try to contain yourself. All right. <clears throat> Here we go. Are you ready? No. I know. <laughs> but don't worry, we have another bulleted list next. Uh, oh, it's just this. I'm providing the new words concepts for you because I provided you this <laughs> list. <laughs> and you know this part of the presentation so well. Go on. Go yep. on. You are using the roots provided to create strategies to form those words and concepts. I think everybody knows this at this point. It's just, it's just charming. But it's more charming when you do it. It's not charming when I do it. No, you really just... I could deliver it. You know, it's like, you're using the roots provided to create strategies to form those words and concepts. Is that better? Moving on. <laughs> I would be so good as being a generic announcer, like the guy who announces that, you know, tonight it's David Letterman. You know, that, that guy. You I'd be, be, you would be. I'd be a really good that guy. I'd be a good guest for David Letterman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sass. <laughs> Part one, you better be ready now. Oh, I'm, yeah. Compound. I'm, I'm trying to be overly confident now until you show me the first word. Yeah. Head final. Got to remember that. Yeah. Okay. A lot of these are not, uh, some, some of these aren't a surprise. Some of them I just swapped them from one to the other. Let's see what the first one is. Oh, well, this is a good one. <laughs> farm. Farm. It's a pretty good concept. Mm. Uh, farm, if you don't uh, follow English super well, is a place where... Plants are grown for food, and animals live, often also raised for food, but sometimes used in the creation and harvesting of the crops. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I am, I'm going to go agricultural with this, and in the sense of plant agricultural. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to have a compound, um, uh, again, head final, it's going to be seed dirt. Seed 76 followed by 63 dirt. Dirt hmm. is the main thing. It's the, it's the ground that is the farm, really. And it is ground for seeds. That's pretty darn good. And that is my final answer. And that was the correct answer. Good job. Woo! Oh, man. I get 200. Okay. <laughs> Building bank here. Woo! I could have also gone with soil. I didn't see soil until just this moment. I was looking for place or area. 
Um, I was going to do seed area. Um, seed soil would be another good one, but you know what? I'm going to stick with dirt because that's what I said. And um, a soil, soil can be a special part of the farm. Yeah, it seems like perhaps it was an oversight of the list to include both dirt and soil, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe not. I don't know. I need to relook at the Leipzig Jakarta list. It may be that they're both on there mm -hmm. because I really did take that as a starting point. So it's like if it was on there, I it pretty much is almost guaranteed to be on this list. Yeah. And then I just expanded it. And so it may be that they're both on there because otherwise that does seem kind of weird to have them both. Yeah. All right. Next one. Yes. You had me do sister. Now you're doing brother. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. A brother is a male child of your own mother and father. I love that you're... It's, it is really hard to be the one um, looking... You need to be the one, like, you know, providing... Some interesting things. facts about <laughs> brothers. Many, many men have been brothers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I am actually going to go gender neutral in this and say brother and sister are the same word. Okay. What's the word for sister? They're going to be the same word. And it's going to be same followed by child. Same child. Oh, damn. That's really good. And so it means either sibling. Um, and same is in the description section 150, and child is in the relationship slash society section number 31. Man, that's really, really good. Thank Damn. You. Impressive. <laughs> Ooh, so now do I get 400 for that? Yeah, oh, yes, you do. Man, like I was trying to stump you with your own stuff, and you just got good stuff for it. Well done. All right, next word whole. Pretty basic word. It is, and but it's, it's not, not in here. here. <laughs> like I'm totally gonna search. No, it isn't. <laughs> that is hilarious. So yeah. Okay. Best of luck. I. A hole is a place where dirt used to be, but isn't anymore. Of course, there are different types of holes. You could also have a hole inside of a tree where nothing used to be. It was just the way the tree was formed. What is interesting, um, like I totally came up with, my first thought was one that would be a derivation, so I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. um, and so to do, okay, just a second, I'm, I'm having to think through how this would go. Um, I have an idea. I won't share it with you. No, please don't share it with me. I don't I don't want your help. <laughs> okay. Hole can be anything. It could be in the ground, it could be through a leaf, it could be hole in your pants. And so I don't want to constrain it semantically. Okay. It is going to be Number 54, pot or bowl, followed by shade or shadow, number 77. Because it's, you know, like it, it could be like a, a pot shade, pot shadow, where it's, it could be a hole in the ground, 
Wow. A deep pot could be like a whole straight through. But anyway, it's like that's that's what I'm gonna go with. That's a, that is a bit of a stretch. I kind of like it. It is a big stretch. Um, hmm. But yeah, I'm gonna stick with it. I had because I'm gonna say the most basic yeah. hole is the kind of hole that you would see like in in rocks or the ground where it would be more of a depression than it would be yeah. straight through. Um, and so that's what I'm I'm building with. Cool. I was thinking of uh, footfall or maybe dirt mouth, but oh, dirt mouth would be fun too. Nice. But yeah, mm -hmm. pod shadow. I like it. Mm -hmm. I Thank like you. it. Very Thank evocative. Okay, next. My speakers are very poetic. Cape. Of course they are. They all have capes. Let me. Oh, I just hit you. Sorry. <laughs> I, I was flicking my fake cape over my shoulder and I hit David. Um, a cape is what superheroes <laughs> are not supposed to wear. No, because they get stuck in planes. Mm -hmm. um, okay. I'm going to do my first verb-noun combo, and a cape is um, something to cover your back. And so it is, I want the, hmm. I really want it to be back covering. Mm -hmm. And so I'm actually gonna put the verb final, but like there has to be an assumption that like, the verb has some sort of participial form that would make it make sense as a noun there. Um, it wouldn't be a participial form. No, right? it would It'd not be a, be a gerundial. Yeah. Um, I said the wrong word. Thank you for calling me out on that. <laughs> I never do such things to you. Um, and now we're going to get in the comments all these, all these times I've called you out on saying the wrong word. Uh, <laughs> But yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with back to cover, and again, assuming that the the cover could be used either whatever strategy is in place or zero derivation, whatever, um, for that concept to be able to be nominalized in that way. All right, I like it. Very simple, to the point, works. I like how whole is so poetic. We are so gonna get in trouble. <laughs> We are violating copyright left and right. This is, I think, the second recording that we violated. <laughs> Life happens. It's like less than a second. I hope it's going to be okay. Um, but returning, <laughs> returning to this, it just makes me laugh that I was so poetic for whole and for something like cape, which you really think could be super poetic. I'm like, it's a back covering. <laughs> Done. Moving on. You got it. Orange. The fruit or the color? As you like. Oh, that doesn't really help. <laughs> Not all languages have them the same word. No, they don't. So I guess you have to choose. This is just rude. Mm. Maybe you can just do a compound orange fruit for orange. <laughs> Again, so rude. Orange is a color that's halfway between yellow and red. It's also a citrus fruit that's actually a distant cousin or distant grand-grandchild 
of the pomelo and the lemon? I am going to say that oranges were newer for these speakers, mm -hmm. and they were surprised on their first bite mm. just how sweet it was. Yeah. And so I'm going to say it's a sweet berry. Oh, well, that's really nice. Because they like berries grow on trees and branches. It's just a large one as well. Yeah. And so, you know, larger than an actual berry. You don't eat the outside like an actual berry, but you know, they don't have a word for fruit yet. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a sweet berry. Yeah. All right. Very good. Done. I like that. So juicy. That would have been a good one. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's next. Mountain. Seems pretty basic. I do like mountains. Well, I mean, big hill. <laughs> All right. I mean, I feel like that's cheating a little bit, but because it's so weak. No, no. This is the whole point. Sometimes compounds are boring. That's right. This compound is boring. It's a big hill. Mm-hmm. I think that's good. Oh, I forgot to say. Big. 134. Hill. 67. Right Moving on. on. Moving on. Boat. Boat. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Talk about boats, David. I've always loved boats. I grew up next to the ocean in a in a small seaside town called San Pedro, and I spent most of my days walking the docks there. You might think that's a fanciful story, but in this case, it's actually true. Uh, a boat is like an airplane, except it doesn't fly. <laughs> That's really what you have to say. People go inside of it. Um, indeed, indeed. I've had a number of incredible experiences on boats. And I've also been on a boat that capsized. Very small boat, but nevertheless it happened. I, please tell all of us more about this. Well, that was of course at one of the camps that I went to as a child. Uh, I don't think I told you about this one, but this was uh, during the, uh, the run of the Buffalo Bills getting to four straight Super Bowls and losing. And so uh, we had to come up with uh, mascot names for our each cabin and the cabin leaders wanted to call us the Bills. Uh, but it became obvious that it was kind of a derisive name. I had no idea what the Bills were and I was like, I don't think we like this. But yeah, the boat capsized and one of the guys that was on shore so just started laughing and he said, you're such a bill. Didn't get it till much later. Hmm. Um, okay. Really quick observation. Another word for hole could have been a dirt navel. Mm, like mm, a little mm, belly button in the dirt. Certainly a tree navel for the hole in a tree. Right? Mm. You could have all sorts of... Oh, man. I really... Man. That's good. I missed that. Anyway, well, I missed that, so done. Um, this one, I'm going for wood as a modifying noun. No, mm -hmm. wait. 
I thought I saw wood. There it is, 57 as a modifying noun, um, followed by horn. It's a wood horn, 14. Uh, in the assumption that the initial boats were kind of canoe-like, and so they look kind of like, um, you know, just a horn floating out there in the water, oh, but, but a wooden really, one. That's really cool. And it also reminds me of one of my favorite books as a child, Around the Great Horn Spoon. Hmm. Do you know about that one? I don't think so. It's a it's you know it's a book for middle grade readers about uh, this young boy who goes with his butler uh, to San Francisco during the gold rush, um, but it's like he's lost his parents or something, so like end up in it's like a misadventure. But uh, it's also sometimes referred to as the adventure of Bullwhip Griffin, hmm. and it was made into a movie, which I didn't see preferred the book. It was read to me by my fourth and fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Drum. Nice. Ready for the next one? Sunset. Mm-hmm. Sunset is a compound of sun and set. Mm-hmm. A sunset is a television set that only shows you the sun. Like, I'm only half listening to you as I'm trying to look at the list. And so that took a... I was like, David just said something punny, but mm-hmm. what? And so now you've completely distracted me. Excellent. Okay, I'm going to go with a verb-noun combo. Mm-hmm. Sunset is falling sun. To fall, 102, followed by sun, 84. Beautiful. I love it. I thought I'd give you an easy one. After starting you off with farm. (laughs) All right. Let's see what's next, because I don't remember how many. I feel like we should be getting close to the end of compounds. We have two more. All right. Next. Dang. To sing. A verb. Indeed. Okay. Okay. You know, you've, you've got to do some stuff here while I... Singing is <laughs> is this. Oh my God, David! Please, please, never do that again. Okay. So I'm gonna go. Jesse, I got to confessy. Goodness, David. <laughs> Just no. Um, I'm going to go a little poetic on this one. And it's going to be actually a noun verb combo. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be mouth followed by jump. It's Ooh. mouth jumping when you sing because you're. Your, your mouth is leaping with joy as it sings. It certainly is kind of like a jump when we think about, I think, the type of singing that you have in mind, which, as I understand it, is... Right? You been to one of my shindigs? <laughs> no, only been to a hootenanny. Mm. You, gotta, you gotta experience both. <laughs> 
All right. By the way, I'm, I mean, that was just a small sentence, but I'm actually really good at yodeling. I, at least I, I used to be. I know. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right. You're also good at the, what is that called? The In the traditional um, Mexican music, the, oh. the, the like callback, isn't there a special word for that where it's... Like your, your, your grito? I, maybe. Yeah. But there, that's like where you like, you get that kind of shout singing but like you go back and forth with somebody hmm. isn't that like and, and you get kind of it's like a yell but it oh yeah it yeah. is grito yeah i don't know okay anyway <laughs> so, go on thank goodness we're not on camera for that hmm. i um i forgot that i had eaten um chocolate ice cream um and the way i usually do it is i just kind of uh, spread it on my face and then I get some of it um, only with chocolate ice cream uh, and I guess you should be telling this story that isn't actually a story after you show me the next word so I can think while you talk about the fake way you eat chocolate ice cream let me alright well this one we end on kind of a theme this is to sing next mm. to dance well gosh I already used jump I don't think I want to use that again otherwise it could be a leg jump <laughs> <laughs> got a jumpy leg mm. <laughs> Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dancing is uh, a practice that, I mean, I can't uh, condone for uh, any number of reasons. It, it's a lot of, it's a lot of movement without specific purpose. Uh, and so, of course, everything that somebody does has to have a specific purpose. And so, obviously, it should not be born. That's why, uh, that's why creating languages is such a waste of time. Um, how could one? How could one? Okay, so I'm just, I'm just shaking my head at you, by the way. <laughs> um, since they can't see me shaking my head, I should mention that. And so um, if I were to do a verb-verb combo, like I think I was looking at... Um, Things like to fly, to jump, to join. Um, so I was thinking of those kinds of things. But I think I, I want to do another noun-verb combo um, and, and say it's a, a foot fly when you, oh. when you dance. And so foot and then to fly, like your your feet go, and they, they kind of do little fly, woo And when you really get dancing, it's like, you know, they're just flying off the ground. Oh, that's wonderful. So, yeah, number 11, followed by 103. I love how I keep forgetting to use the numbers until... Mm -hmm. I, I, was, uh, I was imagining the, the Russian dance from the Nutcracker and thinking, well, you could just do sit-stand. Oh, totally. Yeah, because <laughs> I was actually, interestingly enough, I was thinking about something like that, two words, that up and down. Um, but I want to, yeah, I'm, I like foot fly. That's great. All right, we've hit the end of the compound section, which means that we're up to... Part two, derive. That feels like... I have derived. <laughs> it's like, rather than like do, you know, derivation, it's derive. It's like, it's very like, you know, life coach, you know... Well, you do realize board. all these part names are verbs followed by an exclamation mark. Yeah. Well, sure. So like, that's what I was going for. It's really cool. Thank it's you. really cool. And so we're going to start with the first one, and I'm hoping that you take a minute with it because I realized that I forgot my water. Well, you can use mine right here. But then you won't have any water. No, I have plenty to share for now, and it's probably better for you. Otherwise, if you leave, there may be dead air. 
Mm. As I'm staring at a list. Very good. Your word is storm. Oh, oh, I love it. Mm. I love it. Uh. Um, and I'm going to say um, that there's an augmentative, aug, augmentative. Augmentative. No, that's the right word. It feels like in, I'm missing a syllable. In, Augmentative. In, in English, when we have an NT, we can sometimes elide that to N. I just feel like I'm missing Augmentative. something. Augmentative. I feel like I'm missing something. We're going to augment. <laughs> We're going to make something big. Augmentative. <laughs> and it's um, going to be a prefix. Okay. And... This prefix is going to come from the word heavy, 142. Oh. And this particular prefix is then going to be attached to wind. I um, love that. And so that augmentative form followed by wind is going to be the word for storm. Um, because even if it brings other things with it, storms for these people is often inclusive of wind and very heavy wind, very big wind. I love it. Incredible. And now you have your augmentative, which is a prefix derived from heavy. Heavy. All right, next. Sapling. Oh, we need a baby tree. And that's exactly what it's going to be. Baby Oh, is a nice. prefix, meaning itsy bitsy. And then, and then tree is a sapling. Wonderful. There you go. So now we have uh, a augmentative and diminutive prefix. Next, herd. Oh. A herd is a lot of animals, but they have to be large. It's rarely said that there are a herd of flies or a herd of ants. Oh my gosh. You little such and such. It's true though. Um, I'm going to say that there is a collective prefix um, that actually comes from the verb to join. Really? Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So it's going to be like, again, that idea that you can use like joining or join as like a more nominal form. This language is going to do a lot of zero derivation probably. Um, but 112 to join is going to end up creating a collective prefix. Great. And by collective, like grouping, you know, anything where it's like a lot of stuff bundled together, whatever. Um, and from there, I'm going to say, um, it, I'm going to, I'm going to go completely against, because, you know, obviously I, David is playing with the idea that I don't have anything bigger than a dog. And so, but I'm going to say this is even crazier than that. And it's going to be tail. Oh. Because you count animals by tails in this language. Mm. And at least herded animals. So like a herd of cow, horses, whatever. Cattle would have been the more appropriate term. Horses, whatever. It's like, how many tails do you have yeah. in that herd? Have you heard about that farmer that was really good at arithmetic? I don't even know what you're no, it's true. Like when he would when he would uh, count all his sheep, he'd just count their feet and divide by four. There you go. 
You're not familiar with this joke. No. <laughs> wow. I figured it came from out yonder. <laughs> and you having grown up in yonder. Out yonder, we don't joke about such things. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, a flock, by the way, would be this join derivation followed by wing. Oh, that's really lovely. Yes. Okay. Mm. There we go. Delightful. Next. And I suppose if we had a word for butt, that would be for humans. <laughs> there is none. Okay. Next. Icy. This is an adjective meaning, you know, covered with ice. And of course, we have ice. Um, and this one, to change it, I'm feeling it's going to be a suffix. Um, to actually change its status because it's not actually ice and so the head word is no longer really ice mm. um, and so here uh, there are so many things that I wish I had <laughs> you have no idea what that's like David mm -hmm. um <laughs> And I am, but I am going to say that, just a second, looking, looking. Okay, so we have um, a verb meaning to see or to look. really want the patient of that because it's something that looks like ice or seems like ice so never mind I don't want to do that anymore I don't like it um okay oh oh poetic oh I just hit myself in the face <laughs> I got so excited <laughs> it's like I momentarily forgot I wore glasses <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna go poetic. Knock knock. God, did I did I draw blood? Knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? Orange. Orange. Orange, you glad that we're not recording ourselves anymore for these things? Oh my god. That would have been such a a, a gif. <laughs> <laughs> it would have it could have been a gif, which would have been a gift. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. It's gonna be a suffix. Okay. That comes from the verb to breathe. It breathes as ice. So it's ice breathe, but breathe is going to be Yeah. Um probably conjugated, I would think, but then it's just understood. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh wow. And it's gonna be used as a derivation, not just a compound strategy, because it's gonna be reduced in form. Um, and also attachable to, you know, anything that is similar to this quality. That'd be really cool. And by the way, you can imagine if this were a language that... <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. You can imagine if this were a language where um, the, uh, the things, uh, adjectives declined, say, like they had to agree with nouns and, and so on. That wouldn't be the case for these adjectives. 
right? Right. Because they would just they would just have the bare form, and so you'd have a class of adjectives that didn't decline or agree at all. It's pretty cool. It's cute. <laughs> oh my god! I kind of wish we were recording, so that would have been a really funny <laughs> moment to share with our community. <laughs> Instead, just please imagine me getting so excited that I whip my hand back in joy and jammed my thumb into my glasses which pushed them up into my nose and it hurts oh man do you want me to wipe the lens of your glasses no, off on my I, smudgy face i am fair no i'm fairly certain and i am correct i hit it on the the nose piece so oh, like i didn't actually hit the glasses that was really thoughtful of your thumb oh my thinking goodness I had. gracious <clears throat> okay okay all right here we go you ready no. <laughs> That's the I just like way to be. Jammed my my glasses into my nose. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Ignoring the stream of blood. Here we go. Harvest. We have farm. Harvest. And harvest is a noun. So there's no two in front of it. Yes, okay. that is correct. Okay. So these are the things we are bringing in. It is the result. And okay. Okay, so some sort of harvest is a word that's applied to products in a grocery store that gives them license to raise the price. For example, harvest cheddar costs more than regular cheddar cheese for no reason other than that it has the word harvest in front of it. You're really funny. <laughs> this one is difficult because like my first idea feels too much like it would be um, a compound. And so like I don't feel hmm. comfortable saying, well, I'm just going to make it a weird kind of derivation. Um, if it helps, I imagine harvest as being the product of, um, of harvesting, right? Right. It's like, uh, but like the, the thing that happened because of the verb. Right. And so I, I definitely want to use to gather or to collect as the root. But then I want to give it... something that makes sense that isn't just like more of a compound like and so i want it to be more producty somebody is showering above us if you can hear that but just pretend that it's the rain <laughs> and if you can't hear it then we just like made it weird <laughs> um i feel like the most product type thing on the root list that we have is either rope or wheel. Huh. It's like the product of having created something. It's not the thing that made it, it's the thing that was made. That is interesting. I like um, that idea. 
but I feel like wheel is more instrumental in terms of like it would help you do other things like like I could imagine um, you know it being the the instrument derivation um, so like a, a grinder would be like to crush wheel um, where wheel is the instrumental it's the thing by which the crushing is done mm-hmm. um, and so for this, like if I put it with to gather or to collect and I use this derivation from wheel with it, it would be more like the tools you used to gather and collect the harvest. And so that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. So instead I'm gonna go with rope, which is the product of having made something. That's what it's gonna be like understood to mean um, as a derivation. And so it's gonna be a suffix, hmm. but in a, again, a reduced form and so it's going to be the um, a, a product marker. Wow! I never would have I never would have thought of that. That's very interesting. Well, thank you. Well done. Thank you. I have a headache now. <laughs> <laughs> the the glasses nose bridge incident is not mm. dying away quickly. That's okay. all right. Use it as we know uh, from watching Pokemon. Uh, headaches increase your psychic power. Ooh, excellent. Yeah. Like Psyduck? Mm-hmm. Fox! That's right, you oh. made the bullet. So now make the animal. Okay, if, the, if I could do a compound, this would totally be a dog-cat. With oh. cat as the like main word, because I feel like they're more cattish in their behavior. But it's like the dog version of a cat. Yep. Okay, so I can't do a compound though because this is in the derivation section. That's right. And it doesn't make sense for either of those to be a normal derivation that you would add to anything else. That's right. Just made it difficult for you, didn't I? You are so rude. (laughs) Um, Okay. And so, I am going to, okay, okay. Foxes are known for many things. They're, I think, most particularly known for wearing darling little socks. Nobody has ever actually seen the real foot of a fox because they insist on wearing these socks everywhere. They're fuzzy, just like the rest of their body, but make no mistake, they are little high-stepping socks. Okay, so I don't have the verb that I actually would like to use, Mm. so I'm going to have to just go with what I have. Um, And what I would love to have is a root meaning to play. Oh, that would be good. And that, and that can be a basic root. It totally could be. Because <clears throat> um, this is the aspect of foxes that I want to work with. Yeah. So instead, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use um, to run. I could use to jump, but it's not right. It's not that they're always jumping. It's that they run and jump and play and go. <laughs> um, and so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with to run. And in the sense that they're they're cute when they run, 
and I'm going to attach a suffix from the the root person, which is going to be the agentive, <clears throat> and it will be agentive oh. regardless of whether it's an animal or person actually doing it. Um, and so it, it'll just be the agentive marker. So essentially, a fox is a runner. Oh, how interesting! I like that. Very athletic. I would like them to be a player, but hmm. <laughs> alas. I was thinking of like putting that diminutive prefix on poke as their little noses. Aww, so cute. <laughs> All right, next we have ant, and that's ant as an a u n t, because of course a n t ant is already a root. Uh, some might pronounce this aunt wrongly. He gave me a look, like, I don't know. No. Like, I pronounce it that way, and I don't. It's more of an East Coast thing. It is, because I know Elena says it that way. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. For those uh, uh, who, who might not know this and might be interested, uh, the root ant that we have actually originally started with a T, and we lost it. The T is still there in French. I'm going to use my diminutive prefix and, oh wait, no, I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I know why you did this to me. Um, I forgot mm -hmm. I don't have mom. I was going to make yeah. it a diminutive mom, but I can't do that because we don't have mother. Mother and father aren't there. Apparently they're not, they're not big in Leipzig, Jakarta. They're like, eh, nobody has roots for these. Um, so I can't do that. Um, then I want to make a joke with the actual word A-N-T, ant, on the list and be like, it's just a big ant. <laughs> but I'm not going to do that because that would just be silly. Mm -hmm. Um, and so... Wouldn't put up with such antics. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um... So, <laughs> I am going to do something else. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm going to say ants are fun. You know why? Because I'm an ant. All right. Yeah. And so, yeah. So, I'm going to use my agentive again. Yeah. And attach it to laugh. Oh. Yeah. Because it's a, a laugh person. They they are both people that laugh and make people laugh. It's really both. Aunt Laffy. I like that. Mm-hmm. And, and they're fun. Indeed. Everybody knows and that of you especially. Because again, we're we we do not very soul of fun. We we don't have gendered family terms in this language. It's also uncle. That's right. Good so, work. They are the laughing relatives. All right. <laughs> It's all fun and games when you're with your aunt and uncle because they get to send you home with your parents. Yes, they do. Mm, such a delight. And then they get to... Forget. forget! Okay, okay. Um. Gosh. Okay. 
Forgetting is what you're doing when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing unintentionally. We don't. We. We don't have. Um, okay. I'm going to make a negative prefix for verbs. Okay. Um, that negates the meaning and it's going to come from to hide. That's good. And then I'm going to add that to the base to know. Wow. And so you you hide what you know. Um, but hide again is going to be a derivation that will be um, you know negation for anything. No, that's just that's wonderful. That's perfect. Thank you. Very well done. To destroy. Okay. We are I don't want to use the same strategy for intensifier like the augmentative for noun. I want to have a, a an intensifier. Um and I of course left off some really good potential sources for intensifiers. Hmm. On on this list, and that is unfortunate. I wish I had to die. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. But I also don't have to live, I don't think. No, so there's no living and dying in this language. It just is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm looking for a verb that just feels big, and I'm not finding it. So, Wait, you're, I'm you're, up looking, the nouns. you're looking for a verb that means big? What? No, that feels big. That just like feels like it would be an intensifier for other verbs. Um, and I, I, just a second, I'm, I'm going to go back to it. I just wanted to double well, check some other things. Well, I just wanted to know if you wanted to use one of your lifelines. You can eliminate 50% of the words on this list. You can phone a friend. Oh. You can also pull our, uh, our listeners. Okay. I am going to say there's an intensifier prefix that comes from to crush or to grind. Good, good. Specifically, it is the intensifier where there's also a durative kind of like it took time oh. like it's not just intense in that moment like in that moment when I hit myself in the face that was intense but this is like time is involved and we're gonna attach that to the verb to burn oh and so to destroy something is to intensely burn it that's really good thank you you had exactly what you needed it just took me a minute yeah all right I believe. No. Nope. Oh, to, to sew. sew. Oh, that is delightful. And. Okay. Okay, okay, okay.
gosh, there are so many things I want to do. Um, Sewing is something that Jesse does occasionally, not super often. Okay. Um, I am going to make another prefix. David's doing a little dance. Mm-hmm. Another prefix that this one is straight up, like it's sort of, well, it's not straight, it's like a repetitive derivation where it's like if the same action is done again and again. Mm-hmm. Um, like what's iterative. That? Iterative, thank you. Because I was like, you know, like in ASL to stare mm-hmm. at where you like, you do that thing over, okay, so anyway, I suddenly couldn't remember the word for it, but thankfully David did. Um, and so I'm gonna do iterative. Um, and the, <laughs> I feel like the most iterative thing on this list uh, without it being potentially, you know, like with it having more sort of neutral connotation is to chew. Because when you chew something, you're doing it again and again, you know. That's you perfect. Gotta, you gotta yeah. do it. And then um, the main root after it is gonna be to poke or to prick. Oh, that's perfect. Because that's, you know, you're again and again, you're poking something to sew. That's absolutely perfect, I love it. Thank you. By the way, you know the little dance I was doing? Remember when? Uh, remember when Max uh, sits on the uh, sewing machine and his tail gets in there? Yes. Oh, <laughs> and he's of course talking about the Grinch cartoon, the mm-hmm. Grinch who stole Christmas, yeah. and the cute little Max dog. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's yeah. the only little dog I want. That was what my parents' dog was named after. I know. That's why I like Max, your parents' dog. <laughs> Otherwise, I want bigger dogs, like the Max we met yesterday, who was very big. Yeah. They're not cute when they're big. Oh, my God. He was so adorable. Big Go on. things aren't cute. I believe that we are now ready. Oh, and this one's shorter. Woof. Okay, I survived. Grammatical eyes. Oh, my God. We are so going over time, by the way. Yeah, this was the longest section because I expanded it. No, you did not. I did not. Okay, I was like, wait, it could only be five. I did not. But um, I also just, uh, I, I allowed you to do some of the same things. So, like, first one is dogs, basically uh, plurality, and it's up to you to decide how you want to do it. <laughs> I, like, kind of want to be like, there is no plural. Yeah, it is, it is an option. Does it feel like, I mean, honestly, what based on what you've done, I feel like you could get away with not having a plural in this language. I actually, I do feel that way. If, of course, um, if I were going to, I, I honestly want to say this language doesn't have plural because there's a lot of zero derivation. There's a lot of like other things going on where it's like, it's sort of like things just get used. Um, but if I did, I would have a prefix hmm. from many. So it'd be mm. mini dog. All right. M A N Y, I should say. Yeah. Um, which is uh, number one forty-five. And uh, if you were to do a duel. If I were to do a, a duel, um, um, I it would be two dog. All right. Um, prefix. Know, yeah, prefix from the number two one sixty-one. All right. I ate 
berries, and you can treat that as past, preterite, or perfect, mm -hmm. or perfective, whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am going to gosh, I again so many things that I wish we had. You have no idea what this feels like, David. <laughs> um, goodness, can you can you fill in some blanks here while I so while I stare because there's a few options I am trying to formalize in my mind. The past tense was discovered in 1839, and it was uh, discovered by accident. Uh, in fact, they were looking for... Okay, I'm done. Okay. Okay. <laughs> in other words, please stop, David. <laughs> I... Like, for... Again, head final language. God, this, on the one hand, doesn't feel right. On the other hand, the plurals are prefixes because they come from modifiers. If they had been from other things, they, they could have easily been suffixes. Hmm. If like dog had been the modifier for say group or something like that, but we don't have those roots. I am feeling like the this marker, whether you want to call it a perfective or a past tense, it would really depend on, well then again, I think I know what else we have in here. So I'm gonna call it perfective. Um, it's gonna be a suffix. And it's going to come from to tie or bind. Oh. So I tied eating berries, like I, I finished it. That's really good. Thank you. Oh, I think it's wonderful. Huh? So eat to tie. Yeah. There we go. I don't know why you were hemming on about that. I think that's great. Well, because I was going back and forth between a few options. It was, you know, once you find the option, it's easy to say. Yeah. While you're looking for it, it's hard to... How about a uh, imperfect or present progressive or present I am eating berries? Um, for that one, and it's going to be another um, suffix, mm. um, and I am going to say that one. That one I'm I am struggling with filling in the space. Sorry, I would have been filling in space, but I had to I had to sneeze. And I knew it was coming and it was awful. And then I, I sneezed and it was on a podcast and everybody's gonna hate me now. <laughs> like, what are you even doing? Um, I'm going to say that one is to carry. I carry eating, I carry eating berries. Like it's, oh. like it's an ongoing thing. It's like I'm, because if you carry something, it's like you're in process of it, in progress, in process. That's really cool. 
Ooh, thank you. Well done. Thank you. Wow. How about a future tense? Um, that one. Okay, that one I'm going to take a little bit of inspiration from Sarkeesha, and it's going to be from To Hunt. I hunt Ooh. eating berries like I chase after it. I will do it. Because the hunt implies that it hasn't happened yet. Right. Like there's some end goal. And in this case, the eating of the berries is the is what I'm I'm goaling. Well, right on. I love it. Woo! Okay, where are we at? Please. A berry versus the berry. Again, you don't have to. No, and honestly, like, again, in this language, I really don't feel like there would be. Um, but mm, if we did, I would say it would probably come from, um, and I feel like this would be treated again as a modifier. So I feel like it would go first, but I could also see arguments for it going last, depending on how it's actually treated in the language. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to do it opposite. The berry is going to be basic. Okay. So when you say berry, you mean the berry. Yep. And? I might get some southern inspiration. And when you say a berry, you say what berry? Like, I want what berry? Like, whatever what? berry. Exactly. What? That can't be a real thing. Seriously? Remember we had that whole discussion about how there is the clause? It was you what did this, where yeah. it's like the what thing? Yeah. I don't know. I, f I just felt it. Um, Wait, no, but like, can people say that in English? I don't know. I feel like oh, they could. Oh, okay. It okay. was the whole, like, it was you what did this yeah. thing. Um, I'm sorry. Probably a better source would be one. So like one no, berry yeah. would be a berry. No, um, but like I just didn't even like I thought this was something that you were saying actually happened. Where if you go no, to the south, I'll take what berry. No, it was inspiration from that Got it. phrasing where it was okay. like I could extend it. Where it's like like whatever berry, like that's cool. What berry you see? That's really cool. Wow, I never would have. Wow. So what? <laughs> that's really something. <laughs> Incredible. Never would have imagined. Well done. And now, you have a sentence. Wait. And this sentence is, I gave a fish to the flower. You totally added this. You're <laughs> such a stinker. <laughs> oh. S-O-V. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say there's no verb agreement okay. for, for this. So it's just going to start with I, subject. Uh-huh. Then? Um, and then this one is going to be... Um, it, gosh, I don't know. Do I want to have cases? That's a good question. How are you going to handle that dative? Um, First of all, is it coming next? Or is the direct object coming next? Well, that's the thing. Like, if I have case marking, then that could differentiate things. I we, feel like we I don't have case marking in English, but we have prepositions. I have the same thing. Sure, but like having S O V word order. Yeah. Like, 
I'm trying to decide if the O should be marked anyway. Hmm. I don't know yet. I'm going to say no. Okay. And so it's just, you just know if you have two nouns smashed together, the first is, no, wait, no, because I also have modifiers that are nouns. But those are compounds. They're going to be treated differently stress-wise. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Okay, so it's I followed by what fish <laughs> followed by a postpositional phrase. Oh. Which is flower. Uh-huh. Because that's the flower. Right. And then... Um, Two is going to be a postposition um, grammaticalized from. Um, I mean, honestly, like it would probably be grammaticalized from to give. All right. Which is kind of unfortunate because then gave is also our verb. So, like, mm -hmm. I kind of wish I could. Um, well, to the flower, we're thinking this is the end goal, the destination. So I'm going to say it's grammaticalized from to come or to arrive. All right. And so flower, which means the flower, and then to come to arrive, uh, which is grammaticalized, meaning like to, like end goal. And then gave would, of course, be to give as a root, followed by the suffix to tie or bind. And there you go. And, uh, you did a whole sentence. Et voila. Right on. <laughs> So now part four, revel. Wee! <laughs> Look at that. You can you can jump like a fox. Excuse or me. like a hound dog. <laughs> if you've never seen Fox and the Hound, there's a very cute scene where Copper the Hound Dog like gets so excited that he's done what he's supposed to do and he tries to howl, but he's still a little puppy and he can't really howl. And so it comes out all cute. So then I do that for David all the time. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, well done. Well, that is it. I think that was honestly one of the best topics you've ever come up with. It was a lot of fun. And you did just some really, really cool work. And I'm absolutely now going to use what as an indefinite, <laughs> like at some point in time. Like, we got to do that. Like, I don't know if it really makes sense. It made sense in my head in the moment. As soon as you said, like, from whatever, like, that's that, where, that's, that's what, what did okay. it. Okay. Like, I got it. That was wonderful. Thank so, you. this has been Lane Time Chat. I've been your Jesse Sams for the day. And I've been your Tangential David. <laughs> Dead Air David. Oh, wait, what? <laughs> Sorry, sorry. No, thank you. Thank you for uh, putting together the lists. And that was fun. All right. Stay grammar, everybody. Bye.